When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. Joel is still dead. He's still dead. The Queen is still alive. Correct. And this week we are graced with the presence of our resident Bulldogs expert, Mr. Matthew Smolin. Welcome, Matt. Pleasure to be here, boys. We are um, Welcome. Welcome. We haven't had you on for for ages. I fact. know. It's, it's given uh, Bevo time to grow an evil mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Giving him time to do the, the biggest face heel turn of all time. Mm, something like that, yeah. <laughs> I guess it wasn't like the perfect start and not the most ideal time for me to say to you, Matt, how good's footy? Yeah, and I I wish I had uh, found myself freed from desire to be on this podcast, but here I am. <laughs> what do you make of that whole song saga? I, I mean, like, look, I, I loved it when it came out that that was what they celebrated the win over, um, over Port, and it was just like, that's awesome, good on them, get around it. But then just to hear how it's turned into a bit of a back and forth and kind of like the Melbourne team are playing it spitefully again, like... I don't know, guys. Just it's a song from you know twenty years ago. Like, are we are we are we really <laughs> that obsessed with this as a rivalry? Like, come on, Toby Green and the Bulldogs have more rivalry than this one song. Like, ease up. <laughs> wasn't there wasn't there a team this week that played it as well? Like, it's like and and journos keep reporting on it. Yeah, keep being like, oh, another team's listening to Freed from. Another team just listening to a song from ages ago. Like what yeah, I what sick. I would have really respected is if you know, I went to the G, you know, Wednesday night, loved it. But if Melbourne had played it during like the three quarter time break or something as like the hype up song before you know the players start again, I would have gone tip of the hat, guys. Well done. You've lent into it. You're in the heads of everybody now. People talk like great. But I, like, there's no. No proof behind it that it's this rivalry. Everybody's just like, there's a rivalry going on, freed from desire. Like, get over it. It's fine. It's, it's fine. just the media, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's the media have nothing else to report on. So they're just stirring up shit. Yeah, totally. 
Careful, I'm Sean. Yeah. Matt, what? Matt and the media, I'd look, just based on this history, I've no idea what you feel the as a gutter bulldog, but journalism out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, do we want to dive into that before we get into the footy? Because that's, that's a big looming bit of desire over the top of us. Or do we want to, do we want to talk some, what do you, Sean, you're calling the shots, man. Let's talk good stuff, which is okay. a, the, the finals, AFLW finals. Uh, before we get into that, I'd like to unreservedly apologize to all of our listeners last week. Um, I very do? confidently, very confidently said during last week's podcast, Sean, let's put our tips in and preview the finals because there's <laughs> no way they're going to get moved. Um, so I'm sorry. Uh, I'm learning uh, and I'm growing um, and I was wrong. Uh, so they moved to the finals. <laughs> when you said that, I could feel Joel Dusha in London punching a hole through his computer screen. <laughs> Just absolutely livid that <laughs> you would do that again. Uh, um, no, but the finals kicked off, and it was a weird kickoff to a final series because there was only one game for the weekend. So the, the Brisbane-Collingwood one got postponed. So we, Yeah, we wouldn't have covered this last week, would we, Tom? No, no, because no. on Monday last week, uh, we put our tips in, and yep. by Wednesday, the game was off, or Thursday. It was even later, I feel, actually, like Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. So, Collingwood, the absolute dogs, ravaged by COVID. Um, an honourable thing to do probably would have been to forfeit and just let Brisbane have the win. I would have. It's probably going to happen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that doesn't bite me on the ass. I did, please, well, I did please see win. an article come out that was like Collingwood wanted to play them at their best because you want to be your best to face the best. And I'm like, yeah, but you're going to be a bunch of top-up players and like mm. all recovering COVID, you know. It's just uh, admirable to come out and say that. You're probably going to lose to Brisbane no matter what. It's, it's a funny one because they played, I think it was the prelim last year, wasn't it, at the Gabba, Brisbane-Collingwood, and it was a yep. tight stressful fucking game. So you just never know, I think, when the finals start. On paper, Brisbane should win. This is a different Collingwood to last year, though. Like, this Collingwood just made it to finals. Like, the Bulldogs were still in contention to take their spot until, I think, the draw they had against the Suns. Like, Collingwood have not rolled into this finals campaign with any confidence and now are going to come off having COVID. I just... The, the Brisbane girls have been partying and celebrating because Bates got named Player of the Year by the Coaches Association. So That was great. I think if I was Collingwood, if I was the coach of Collingwood, whose name I don't know and will never learn, um, <laughs> I would just be like, you know what? We got COVID. Just don't worry about it. Just we'll take, we'll take the loss, and, but, but we're doing it for the betterment of the game. So then that wins Collingwood some goodwill that they desperately need for their past indiscretions. The result of that too is that it's pushed the grand final back. It's pushed the final series back a week. The prelims will be one week later. The grand final will be one week later. If all things go Brisbane's way, Brisbane can still host the grand final. It would be very disappointing because it could have been like a double header because the men's team would have been at the Gabra, I think, in round three, and now it's pushed back a week. And ah, it's just a shambles. Bloody Collingwood. They have to ruin everything. Both leagues and the world. It's true. It's true. Um, but Freo, well done. Uh, if yes. you're a Freo supporter, you've had a great weekend. You've had two wins. Um, it was um, 69 to 31, so they ended up killing them. Sean, I have a disappointing stat for you. Go on. Kiara Bowers didn't even hit double figures. Of tackles or disposals? 
Tackles. Don't don't tell me both. No, nah, she got double figures and disposals, but no tackles. Well, th- Matt, this we're, is we're, we're, the only positive for North Melbourne from the entire day, and probably the season, really, is that Mia King achieved balance in the final. She had nine tackles and nine disposals. Not the perfect 10 that we look for. No. But, but that's, 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 above that's something to hang your hat on, I think. It, yeah, above eight. Is. We did decide above eight was sort of like your, your, your standard. Standard uh, wow factor, I think. What what I, makes eight the wow factor though? Because think about it, Matt. If you see, if you're looking at a stat sheet and someone's got eight touches, eight tackles, you go, oh wow. True. That, that's for me. When yeah. I when I say eight, I go wow. If I see seven, six, five, I'm kind of like, hey, you achieved balance. You didn't blow me away. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Double I'll figure balance though. Yeah. Double ten, figure balance. Ten and ten. Beautiful. That's when you're getting into like basketball, NBA, like double double sort of territory. <laughs> yeah, 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 if I yeah. see a twenty and twenty, that's like a triple double in the NBA. <laughs> it's huge. It might even be bigger, more powerful. Twenty tackles, Matt. I've also <laughs> said um, what I would really respect is a ruckman having equal hitouts and tackles. Oh, that is obviously cool. ten plus though. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, like Goldstein, forty hitouts, forty tackles. Yeah, that'd be just the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd. Be- I, I, he could retire that game. He could just yeah. hang the boots up. Yeah. I build I, a statue. <laughs> I do have a question. That's where you'd from- build a statue in the center circle of the MCG and just yeah. leave it there. That, you, you have, have to, to play, play around, around it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when that- he passes away, tragically, of course, it's yeah. people have to leave tributes on either side and keep it balanced that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And they leave That's them correct. there. So you're playing yeah. around. Just yeah. little mini scales that are perfectly yeah. balanced. You get yeah. so much stuff, the umpire's throwing the ball up and players can't even get to the ball. <laughs> Games take five minutes to start because a player has to like, uh, you know, you're a, you're a dad, Matt, I assume, you know, tiptoeing over kids' toys. It's basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. That's what you have to do to get the ball to start a game of the MCG, right? Totally. Totally. Um, I, do have, I do have a hypothetical question for Matt. Uh-huh. You are a you are a film man. You uh, are, are. I'm just going to use that as a descriptor. That's great. Um, it's on the job. You make film. You love film. Hypothetically, Sean and I were debating that Kiara Bowers might tackle someone so hard <laughs> she would travel three, two to three weeks into the future, a la Terminator. Yep. My hypothetical question to you, based on the laws of time travel in movies, would that mean there are now two Kiara Bowers at Freo, or is it just one's gone forward? How does it work? Oh, so firstly, I'd just like to take pause on this for a second and just honour Back to the Future in the 88 miles an hour is probably how hard she tackled her. It perfectly balanced time travel. We've we've ticked that box. (laughs) Uh, I would say she's probably so powerful there's two. Yeah, right? That's what I'm thinking. It's just too powerful. This is how you win the... Premiership. Yeah. Well, because, Sean, you were like, oh, she'll get tackled so hard into Brisbane. I'm like, mate, you don't want that because now there's two. Fucking hell. <laughs> you said she went two or three weeks. What if yeah. she just goes decades? <laughs> Coach, plays. Imagine just an entire team. She could she could do that in one game. She could be the first triple C, Captain Coach Clone. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh. Fuck Getting metaphysical hey, this week. Oh, it's good. <laughs> there was a moment in this game that I'm not going to lie, it broke my heart. And that's Emma Carney got the ball and had a bit of space to run and she ran to 55. Now, my dream would be for a commentator to call Carney from 55 and kick a goal, a la Michael Voss back in 2002, the grand final. 
Instead, what Carney did is just chipped it, just chipped it. They got a goal out of it. It was a fantastic play by her. Real, just brilliant stuff. Have the courage to go and kick a goal, though. It's because you want that audio clip. I want the audio clip. For yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. I'll, it'll be my ringtone. It'll be my, it'll be everything. It'll be like when I die in the future, Graves will just have like a little button you push that plays a sound clip and it will be yep. like, Carney from 55. <laughs> yeah. There'll, there'll be a note on your tombstone that says, not spelt the same, or this Carney. <laughs> just, just so that everyone knows. <laughs> no yeah. relation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, and, and I'm assuming Matt's got freed from desire. You press that and that's what plays. That's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it lives rent free in my head, boys. I don't need a button. <laughs> no, Matt's one, would, Matt's one would be Tom Boyd kicking that goal in the 2016 grand final. Just BT going, Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, it's pretty fucking good. Fuck it, Al. Hey, uh, Riddell just continued her form. I thought Emma Carney was really good. Um, I've actually loved her this season. The Kangaroos, they just, they had one of those years, and I think it's a, a bit of a pattern year on year. They don't tend to beat the big dogs, do they? No, no. Like, I, I pretty comfortably tipped Freo in this. I thought it would be a good game. I thought it would be a bit closer. And there were stages, but, like, really, they are pretty early in the game. Yeah. Um, in the second quarter, for most of the second quarter, it was still reasonably tight. And then Frio just have gears because Bowers is just turbo, just a time-traveling warrior. And they just they just turn it up a notch. And the Kangaroos just can't go with it. Well, I think the other thing too is the Fremantle Dockers have the most powerful force in football history. That is, they have wives playing on the same team. They have the power of love. You can't it's, beat we're talking. We're talking time travel. We're talking that's the power of love. You know, that's what Marty McFly needs. He doesn't need money. You know, he doesn't need any of that stuff to get on this train, the, the yep. Purple Haze train. Mm-hmm. It's just marriage. Marriage tackles. That's it. So I'll- what I'm suggesting is if you want to win a premiership, <laughs> you need to have a, a husband and husband or a wife and wife combo on your footy team. Yep. There's nothing more powerful. No. Yeah, Tom, you mentioned poor Bates won the – it was the Coaches Association Award, yes. wasn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. I reckon huge chance for the W Award. Massive chance to go the whole thing. I hope she does. But I'd rather a premiership. Why not both, Sean? Dream big. Well, have it all. Don't dream Have small. it all. I never Take will again. Thing. Thank no. you, Tom. That's great no worries, advice. Just- um, I think I think Freo will make the grand final. I think they'll beat Adelaide in Adelaide. That's my uh, That's my take. Well, I, it's because it's two weeks off now for Adelaide and Melbourne, which is which is long. Like, yeah, but like that happened in the men's comp finals last year, didn't it? There was like a two week break for, nah, always for Melbourne, one. wasn't there? Now, as in, like you know, Melbourne won the first week, and then they have you know, two weeks off before the prelim, and everyone's like, "Oh, no, no, will they be just, rusty?" It's just one week. It's just one week. It's always one. It's two weeks total, but it's always one week. Yeah. Okay. Cumulative. Um, it's hard to say. Look, they, as a they team, could come out rusty or they might not. As a supporter of a team that hates to win after a bye, I'm nervous for them. I'll tell you Adelaide's biggest concern, and it's I think Frio kicked 11-3 on the weekend, and Adelaide would have looked at that scoreline and shit themselves because Adelaide have been like pretty inaccurate all season. They've been cooking it in front of goals. It could Maybe be the difference. Save. Maybe they're saving their juice. I don't know. I Look. Well, Time I know Freo get a week off and Brisbane will now be playing on Sunday, so we'll cover that game where Brisbane will win next week. Yep. Hopefully a double roast. Oh. Well, I've this missed, is a- oh. I've missed those. 
We're, this is a double roast show tonight, unfortunately. No, not yep. roasts all round. No. Um, Joel is enjoying the bitterest of toasts. In fact, he should just be having plain bread. That's what his team deserves, just mm. plain white bread. But we'll yep. get to them. <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday night footy. Jesus. How, How do you feel about Wednesday? I don't like it. I like Thursday night. I didn't mind it because it kind of got my game out of the way and then I could just mm. enjoy the rest of the footy, which felt like a weekend lacking consequence after that. Sure. <laughs> I didn't mind it. However, did you, weekly, did you, go, Matt, did you go to the game? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. So just a lot of the commentary I saw, the crowd was probably, I think it was 58,000. Mm-hmm. So that was like a little down on what they were hoping for. But also, they were quite critical and saying, not very many Bulldogs here. Now, am I right? It was a Melbourne home game. Correct. And also, here's my take on this. If I was a bull, you're quite brave because if I was a Bulldog supporter, I wouldn't want to go and watch Melbourne unfurl the Premiership flag and have all their celebrations. I would just be like, no, nah, I'm going to watch this one from home. Yeah. I skip the pregame and just watch the game. I don't want to be around that celebration. Yeah, I chose to show up and just sit in the bar and not watch the celebration. So that was <laughs> how you a avoid good, that. Good move. Good um, move. Very good. I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you about the sort of the proportion of Bulldogs to uh, Melbourne supporters because I was in the MCC, which is yeah. natural territory for the yeah. cheese platter crowd. Yeah, yeah. So I was just kind of like there amongst a lot of D supporters. But, you know, it was loud when it needed to be loud. The thing that really stood out was the, the cheer squad section. The cheer squad was full for the Bulldogs, but then the surrounds were pretty pretty empty. So, yeah. yeah, whether that was kind of representative of the rest of the ground, I'm not sure. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I just reckon it's a, I don't know, Wednesday Wednesday night at like, and I think it was like a seven o'clock start time, wasn't it? Yeah. For a lot of, for a lot of people, that's kind of hard to get to. And then on top of that, yeah, I just think a lot of Bulldogs people were probably like, I don't want to watch these idiots celebrate. Fuck them. Yeah. You know? And look, for it to play out pretty much exactly the same as the grand final, <laughs> except for a complete drubbing, uh, not a great game to go and be a part of and remember yeah. how much the end of last year sucked. So, you know, I wish I stayed at home. <laughs> and the Bond, is the Bond injured now? Yeah, they're talking he might have uh, sprained his ankle. I don't know much more Ooh. about it, but yeah, it's a worry. It's a worry. Um, I have to say, how do you feel as a Bulldog supporter that it felt like uh, after the grand final, you sort of adapt and, you know, change the game plan? Do you like that they were like, we'll just let Petrarca leave him alone for four quarters again? Was that a good strategy or a bad strategy? Do you want to see them try something different in the future? Because well, I personally think do something else would be my suggestion. Yeah. Well, I mean, the stats show he did exactly the same thing this time. <laughs> so the fact that we did exactly the same thing led to the exact same result. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen some body on him, like put Libra on him. I don't think he had a massive game, so put him in the tagger role and let him just cause absolute mayhem around Petrarca. But, you know, at the same time, like, I think there's – it was – Similar to the grand final that there was momentum, right? It was that, like, first quarter we were dominated. Second quarter, Aaron Norton's just everywhere and just brings it back within reach. Then we're, So it's just kind of like it's that pendulum swing that you sort of play, play the cards and you go just weather the storm as much as you can. And then hopefully when it swings back your way, you sort of make up the margin. Um, so whether or not, you know, say they did change the plan and go, all right, some, send somebody to Petrarca in the, the fourth, whether they still had 
so much momentum that it was kind of hard to catch them anyway. It's hard to know. Like the the passage of play from the grand final that's talked about so much that like three or four goals in a minute is unbelievable. Like I can stand back and go, that's the most incredible, you know, center clearance work ever. And it's it's was there on Wednesday night. Like they're such a good, well-drilled, excellent execution team that like anybody's going to find it hard to keep up with them, whether you tag one of them or not, just because they all pop up and they kind of play the system so well. Um, I hate that Oliver has become a good kick because he, like, is just, he's almost more damaging than Petrarca, except he's just, like, wild about it. And so it it looks less flashy. He's just kind of, like, mongrels his way out, shanks a kick forward, but it lands in the, the lap of somebody that converts it. It's like, you know, you stop one of them and then, it's like a Hydra. So, yeah, maybe they're right in not stopping Petrarca because they could just let them all try and get it rather than mm. go, one's taken up and we've sort of expended a bunch of resources over here and the rest can now flourish. It's, yeah, it's it's tough. I hate Oliver. <laughs> oh, he's just such a goblin-looking fuck. I'm so sick of him every time I see him. And he's a good player. That's part of why I hate him too. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, and I wonder too with the Bulldogs, because I, I heard during the week, um, Stephen May was asking Norton, I think, at one point. He was like, are you guys going to tag Petrarca? And Norton's like, no, nah, we don't tag. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. So the Bulldogs' policy seems to be like not to do a hard tag. And it kind of – I know these two examples, Petrarca's just been off the charts. Mm. But it kind of makes sense because the Dogs have, at least on paper, an equally as impressive lineup of midfielders. So part of you, if you're Bevo, is probably just like, oh, I'm going to back the Bont and McRae and Trelaw and Dunkley – and Libba, you know, to get the job done. Yeah. So it is kind of hard. But, yeah, I think when he when he does that to you in a grand final and then, like, statistically does the exact same thing, you've just – it's even like Petrarca's such a good boy. Just bully him. Yeah. Really rough him up. Someone needs to just get in there and just, like, just give him a fucking hard time all night. Well, you look at two – I can't. I think they popped up the stats at halftime and, like, you know, the disposal getters and stuff. And the Bulldogs, it's, it's a pretty – it's lower from, a like, the highest disposal count – but more consistent. Everybody's in that kind of 17, 16s mark at halftime. So you Dunkley's, McRae, Trelaw, Bont wasn't up there because I think he was injured at the point. When then you look at Melbourne and it's it's Petrarca and Oliver and then a pretty steep drop-off. But it's like, yeah, to your point, it's the Bulldogs are, are really well balanced in the midfield that you can't just back them all to have a good if they all have a good game, then it ideally negates one great game and the rest average games. But, you know, it just so happens that Melbourne's average games are very, very good games, and it's, yeah, you yeah. come out yeah. second best. It, it's funny because you the, the talk on, like, SEN all week is that there's Melbourne and then there's daylight between teams, and it's, even though, like, the grand final margin was so big, it's so easy to look at that game and be like, if the Dogs just kick one more goal in the third quarter, it's very possible you break Melbourne's spirit right there. Mm. Like the margin, yeah. I think the margin this was only kind of, twenty points, right? Twenty-seven, twenty-six points. Yeah, 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 something like that. And that, like for that's, periods that's of it, the dogs as. looked like, yeah, they looked like they were going to win. So like, Melbourne's not this invincible team that no one can stop. It's just it's, like yeah. it doesn't feel like watching Richmond from a few years ago, where it's like, well, how do you stop it? Because that Melbourne don't have that. Because the thing about Richmond, it, it's interesting watching the games this week. So when Richmond were really dominant, so many teams tried to play key, like we're like we're going to do possession footy. And then everyone watched Melbourne and the Bulldogs make to the grand final on just like speed and fucking good footy. And everyone went, ah, 
we should try that. So this week just felt like every team just went, what if we just hit the psycho button from the start of the game until the final siren? Yeah. yeah. And, and it was good. Just, a lot of cramp. Oh, yeah. A lot of cramp. <laughs> Sucking on pickle juice all night long. Yeah. <laughs> the commentators love oh. the pickle juice. They froth for it. So there was something in the post-match, just a little, a little tiny thing that happened. Basically, Tom Morris, uh, ex-Fox Sports reporter, had been- What a 22 ab- hours for that man. That was a whirlwind. I've never seen, I've never seen someone- Are you boys both familiar with the term milkshake duck? No. So, I'm going to probably get this wrong, and someone who's online more than me is going to listen to this episode and be like, oh, that's not quite it. Milkshake duck re- re- is basically like a social media phenomenon where something becomes popular and then- for a short period of time, everyone's like, yeah. In this case, it was this uh, Twitter account of a milkshake duck. And then someone went into the account and just found out that they were super racist. And so if you are, if you milkshake duck, it basically means that you go viral for something where you are the good person. And then in about 30 seconds, people look into you and go, oh, no, this this person sucks. And then the, the whole thing kind of spins around. Um, so... Tom Morris had a milkshake ducking in which he went from being, ah, oh, Bevo, you're out of line having to go at Tom Morris to, Bevo, you're still out of line, but also, Tom Morris, you fucking suck. The quick background on it is that Tom Morris was reporting on some leaked information about Bulldogs team selection. Bevo wasn't happy about the leak, but also hates Tom Morris. Um, he arced up about it a bit. Tom Morris made the... Pretty wild decision to ask the first question at the post-game press conference and ask not about the game, but about the team selection. Yeah. And Bevo just went off at him. Like, in maybe the most wild press conference I've seen, just basically said he's an embarrassment to journalism. Um, how dare you have the nerve to, to even be here? He tried to kick him out. Yeah. Tom Morris sort of fought back. Everyone felt sorry for Tom Morris. All his reporter friends on Twitter were like, Tom Morris is a great person. He didn't deserve that. Bevo, fuck you, sort of thing. And then Tom Morris got in trouble because leaked, ironically, leaked things surfaced about him where he was uh, harassing a co-worker like, really bad. That video yeah. is really bad. It's real bad. He and on top of that, there was another one sucks. where he was a racist and a sexist and just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck he's been fired. Space. Yep. Yeah. As he should be. That's but, one thing I am proud but of. I'm you proud don't of have the fact to... they fired him. Yeah. Great. No, that is good. I had, they had the to. The bar is, yeah, again, like, again, disgusting. I did see a great, uh, I, I don't remember who said it. Um, it might have been either Emma Race or... I th- I can't I cannot remember who said this, but the quote was, um, "You don't commend a fish for being able to swim." It was basically like, "Look, Fox Footy sacked him, but that's the that's the lowest bar in the world." <laughs> like, yeah. Also, I think Tom Morris he released a statement where he did the the whole "I'm listening, I'm learning." Blah. blah My blah, apology blah. at the start of yeah. this episode was better than his because yeah. I meant it. <laughs> but he did that. I think that was only in reference to the first video and not even the second one. So I don't think he's even responded to the racist stuff. But Here's the thing. Sorry, and we'll get back to your thoughts on Bevo in a second. I'm fine to keep postponing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the whole thing that blows my mind, and Titus O'Reilly, who I love, summed it up beautifully today, um, and he has a a column that he writes at the end of every round uh, called The Knee Jerk Reaction, which is just a series of hot takes from every game. It's very funny, very tongue-in-cheek, 
But in it, he made the point that, you know, he made an apology and a lot of his co-workers like, oh, it's a time to listen and learn. And he was like, it's not time for learning. We, we, we're not learning anymore. Like, we're, like, how is it still the time for learning? It's not. Like, it's 2022. Why the fuck are we still got to yeah. listen and learn? Like, no, 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 no. If you haven't listened and learned by now, you never will. Fuck off. Yeah, but even Tom Morris, I'm, I assume that man is in his 30s. Yeah. Mid to late 30s probably at least. And like you're still learning. Like, oh, he's a dickhead. He's a piece of shit. A piece of shit. It doesn't mean that Bevo is not also a fucking. <laughs> these are these are two separate things, yes. even though they were thrust together because of it. But Bevo, I think, was I mean, obviously he's he's come out and said, Yeah, I was way out of line and the the, the Bulldogs have um I think donated twenty thousand dollars yeah. to a mental health charity, I think. Yeah. Um so good of them, good of them to come out and get on top of it. But it was fucking wild from Bevo. And yeah, the last thing I'll say on Tom Morris is it's good that he's out of the game. Fuck him. What an absolute dog of a man. Yeah. See the, the the Bevo thing is interesting because I don't know how well you guys remember 2015 with the Michael Talia incident. So there was the elimination yes. final. And then it came out that the brothers were con- you know, conspiring and sharing information. And like, I don't think they ever kind of really came to the final, like, this is what happened. But there was a massive falling out. And I don't imagine that Bevo is somebody that takes a grudge lightly. And I think he's no. carried that grudge into every single possible iteration of press <laughs> conference and argument and whatever beef he has with anybody ever. Um, yeah. Look. To get out of the way, I don't agree with the way he handled it. I think it was pretty poor form to, especially, you know, bringing up things like the mental health of players and stuff while you're publicly just demeaning a guy is, you know, it's kind of like, you know, very bad look. But at the same time, like, he he's always staunchly defended his players. And I can imagine that somebody that's had such a real shit time at having players leak things and, and the narrative taken out of his hands can see just how he's gone, just snapped and gone, my God, I hate this. And then just Tom Morris was the person in front of him and he unleashed. I don't agree with it. I think it was bad, but I can see how he's gotten to that point. And I hope that he kind of takes a moment to go, you know what? We've got to like figure out why I'm I'm so upset by this. Stop the leaks inside the Bulldogs and basically just kind of settle things. Because it's such a bad, like... You think about Lockie Hunter throughout this whole thing. Like he was vice captain last year, had his issues off the field and stuff as well. But then this year is come back a little bit undercooked. Just Bevo go, mate, you're a little bit underdone. We're going to you know, keep you out of the side. The leak comes out. Just own it. Say, yeah, he's a little bit underdone, so we're not playing him. He knows he's got the full support of us. We can't wait to see Lockie back on the field. And then move on. It doesn't have to be like, we're going to put him, name him in the team, and then we're going to pull him at the last minute. But then he's going to play again because we had an injury before the game. And it's just like all these mind games to get in the head of, one, you know, <laughs> sure, fuck with, but to get in the head of just a journalist because you you've got a beef like Bevo, come on, mate, it's it's not high school. It's yeah, it yeah. seems like such a small th- like team selection, like like that doesn't really matter. I don't yeah. th- imagine Melbourne are like, oh my god, is Lockie Hunter playing? Is he not playing? Oh, f-. like it's just a you announce your teams early anyway. If a team's playing on Sunday, often you'll see the team on Thursday and then they'll make some final changes closer to the game. Like, Bevo sort of blew this up. But I do agree with you, Matt. I think there's there's been various issues. Like, he's had that big fallout with Damian Barrett over the Tom Boyd stuff. Um, Which was valid, but, mind you, because yeah, Barrett much. was being yep. a big fuckhead there. Yep. And now, yep. obviously, Boyd has since retired for yep. mental health reasons. 
So I, I can I can see what you're saying too, Matt. Where like he's had players who've been like the last year when he just kept getting asked every week, yeah. why aren't you playing right? Oogle Hagen? And he's like, yeah. I'm not going to play an 18 year old kid when he's not ready because yeah. look what happened to Jack Watts. Like, why would yeah. I break there's, a kid? There's the Talia thing. There's the Oogle Hagen thing. There's in the final series he cracked the shits defending Trelaw against people like Kane Corns and that sort of thing. I think Bevo's just building up certain people in the media who are dogging him and he just he just exploded. So now he just needs he's apologized, they've donated some money. He needs to just reset, calm down and sort of get on with it. There's one thing he needs to do. Um he needs to shave the mole because it's no. an evil mo. <laughs> it's an evil yeah. mo. He looks yeah. evil. No, he I, looks I like agree. evil Bevo. I'm sorry, man. He looks like a villain. Tom wants to be the good man again. I was talking to someone during the week. I can't remember if it was you, Tom, or somebody else, but I said, I've had that facial hair before. Not as impressive as Bevo, because very few can. But I've had a similar sort of thing, like a bit of a goatee sort of going on. And every now and then you catch a look at yourself in the mirror and you just feel angry. And it's because of the goatee. It's because of the way it looks. It's a real psycho look. So he needs to calm down, probably shave that off and just, yeah. But he's a man who holds grudges, because I did hear during the week... Sunday Footy Show will often do like a thing where they'll send some reporters to the grand final celebrations the following day. And so last year, they reached out to the Bulldogs and to Melbourne. And Melbourne were like, yep, it was going to be Damien Barrett and Kane Corns. They're like, yeah, they can come. They can have access. No worries. They asked the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs went, nope, get fucked. Like they just <laughs> hate Barrett and they hate Corns. Which is fair because um, they both suck. I kind of respect that. I respect yeah. it a lot. <laughs> do you guys, have you ever listened to the AFL Daily podcast? It's with, with yeah. Barrett and Nat Edwards. So I, I know yeah. Nat from years ago. We sort of did some work together and I, I saw that they had a take on the whole thing and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just I'm gonna listen to this and just see what, what the vibe is. And just to hear Damien Barrett just go, oh, look, I don't wanna bring it up, but there was an incident back in the day <laughs> yeah. with me and, and Luke Beveridge and I just I don't want to bring it up. people keep asking about it, so I'll talk about it. I'm like, yeah sure mate, you don't want to bring this up and be like, the most hated man in football hates me even more. Like what about me, Damien Barrett? Was, <laughs> was this the one where they're at the Brownlow Medal and they walked past each other and Bevo bumped his shoulder yeah, into him yeah. and he was like, he shouldered me, he was physically aggressive. <laughs> I feared for my life. That's exactly. He's dined out on that story for years. It's just Oh, like, he's a well, hey, he's a parasite. Yeah. That's why he's banned me on Twitter. I called him the biggest parasite. I am also banned by him on Twitter because I had a crack at him over the Tom Boyd stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blokes a dog. Yeah. An absolute bloody dog. I think we should move on to the next game. Please. Yes. And I believe it is the Michael Voss redemption story. Although now he's now he's uh, in lockdown. So he's got COVID and it's- he's missing. <laughs> I love that. A bright return. Finally, Carlton. I think it's the first win against Richmond in that time slot for 10 years or something 10 like years. that. Yeah. Fossey has delivered. He's come in. He's kicking goals from 55. He's a fucking legend. Now he's got COVID. <laughs> Now they're doing that. Carlton are trying to decide whether to like rig his home with all these cameras and microphones and shit so he can coach from home. Just have the week off, buddy. It's just like maybe have like a phone there. If you've got some ideas, just call them at like quarter time or whatever or call during the game. You don't need to be like, just have the week off. Recover. <laughs> can you imagine like just the setup? It's going to look like minority report style, like <laughs> switches and screens and I stuff. I love that because he'll, he'll put his glove on yeah. so he's ready. It'll just be swiping screens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, great. Just be, have the week off. That'd be very fun. Can you imagine though, like, say they hook him up, right? And COVID, he's just got a, like a huge fever. So his brain is just, you know, when you're sick and you're just cooked. So they're like, okay, Vossi, you got any ideas? And he's like, yep. 
play everyone at full forward. And they're like, <laughs> what? Yep, just put them all down there. Everyone. Pack the goal square. <laughs> <laughs> Kick more goals if we're all down there. <laughs> I actually want this to happen. That would be fantastic. Uh, they were good. Their midfield's too good. Richmond's midfield, as we know, not that good. Like, really, just not. And Prestia, the most injured man in the world, he's pinged his hamstring or something again, so he's cooked. Trent Cotchin looks cooked. Dusty Martin, eh, he's just, I mean, he is what he is. He's all right in bursts. He's still going to be that consistent. Martin's never really been that consistent. He'll, you know, dominate for four quarters. He's a real burst guy. He's had a few, like, he's obviously had times when he's dominated constantly, but like, Moving forward, I see him as like a 20-possession sort of two-goal man. I don't know. I think Richmond, a lot of people said Richmond top four. I don't agree. They'll be about seventh or eighth. Can we talk about the greatest moment of that game, which was Sam Doherty's goal? Oh. oh Just like that is, beautiful. Yeah. How good's yeah. footy personified right there? 100%. That is, that is, yeah, I got a little bit emotional watching that and I- Yeah, me too. Um, and the bloke's a big TC. Yeah, <laughs> but I've I've forgiven him. Two bouts of cancer rules out TC. I think. Well, he's Zanet's ruled out TC, I. so he's yeah. Yeah. good to well, go. Well, <laughs> actually, he, he TC'd on the T on the big C. Uh, so yeah. he's good on him. No, actually, I have a lot of respect for him. It's like huge to get back, and um, I think everyone wanted him to kick that goal. Yeah, I reckon even Damien Hardwick just gave probably a little fist bump up in the coach's box, and probably you just said, how good, how good's footy. He's and then Barmy, Barmy leaned over and said, I'll fucking bash you, mate. <laughs> Has Barmy still got the big beard? I haven't seen him. No, I think he shaved I, it off. Oh, I've got to keep the beard. That's disappointing. <laughs> Carlton looked good. Midfield looks good. Their forward line didn't really fire, but all their midfielders were just kicking goals. And Sam Walsh isn't even back in the team yet. So yeah. good work, Fossey. He's a fucking legend. Well, it'll now be a test of how they go against a midfield that is younger and competent. Yeah, and thirsty for murder. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs might give him a bit of reality check this week. Yep. Um, and it'll I, only be because Vossi's not there. Mm, yep. I think Paddy Cripps will go to run and Libba will jump on him like a little angry backpack. See, this is the thing that's sad <laughs> to me. If the Bont's out injured, the the again, Channel 7, Fox 40 dine out on the like Cripps-Bont matchup. Like every time those two stand next to each other, they're just like salivating like a, you know, r- r- rabies-riddled dog. They're just like losing their <laughs> minds. And if the Bont's out, then it's it sort of loses a bit of that luster. Like all of a sudden the two yeah. big boys aren't there next to each other. But, yeah, I, I reckon it'll be interesting to see how that, that midfield stacks up against ours. It is funny. Like, even without the bomb, the Bulldogs' midfield's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's off the chain. Hey, like, how many weeks do you reckon Willie Rioli will get for the Matty Rao thing? Has he been cited for it? I've, I've got the result here, but just want to know how many you reckon he'll get. Have you seen this incident, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't a free kick, to be completely honest. Because well, yeah, that's fucked. crazy. Yeah. Um, but do you think it's a suspension? Yes, based on I, based on yeah. based on what they've changed. So there's a big emphasis now on in not intent, but also uh, possible outcome. Like you you've you've acted recklessly, and even though the player is okay, the potential to cause damage is something they factor in these days. I think they brought it in yeah. last year. I think based on that, he will get one week. Okay, and Matt, look, just for for argument's sake, I'm going to say three. Yeah, like I agree. 
I look at it and go, rub him out for three. That's disgusting. He got one week, which I think is despicable. Do you if think Matty that Rao takes into account the up. fact that, yeah, that Rao jumped up? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be it. Matty Rao's just too tough. Yeah. Bloody hell, mate. Stay down for, just go off the field. Willie Rioli will get 10 weeks. When it happened, I've got such a soft spot for Matty Rao just to see him succeed. Yeah. And when he got just absolutely demolished, I was like, not again, Matty. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, mate. <laughs> I, I didn't see it live. I jumped on and, and watched the replay pretty quickly because Tom just messaged us and was like, Matty Rao, dead. <laughs> Rioli killed him. <laughs> It was, I didn't think he would get up. It didn't look like he was going to. Like it hit him like in the jaw. It's a good thing he has such a beautiful square jaw to absorb mm. that hit. Friday night saw our first who cares cup of the season. And it was St Kilda losing to Collingwood by 17 points. I don't have sure. anything to say about this game because I, I hate Collingwood. I think you have said Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Enough about this game. The next game, Tom. Yep. First game, in fact, of the How Goods Footy Cup yep. for 2022. The How Goods Footy Cup, which will be over and decided before Joel Dushi gets back from the UK. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. It's good that the Queen will get to see someone raise the cup while she's still alive. Yeah. Yep. So, Geelong, 138. Essendon, yes. 72. Tom, you were there. What happened? So, my voice is a little bit scratchy today, which must mean I've been to a men's game of football. Um because uh, it's, I do a bit more yelling there because I try to be a bit more respectful at the women's game um, because there are a lot more – I see many more kids at the women's footy that I end up going to. Having said that, I lost my voice at the fucking Brisbane-St. Kilda game and my teams weren't even playing. I need, oh. to do, I need to vocally warm up before I go to the football, I think. It's- that, that Wilson Storage, Trevor Barker Beach Oval, that was a weird experience because, Tom, you saw me. My voice was like gone, like yeah. literally gone. Yep. And I didn't think it would ever come back. And then it came no. back fairly fairly quickly. <laughs> it was I, weird. Yeah. I spent most of, like, this is an improvement. Um, Saturday night, pff, no good. Sunday, also no good. But I have 
I have to say, when you when you look a team that is hopeful and full of promise in the eye, and you say, "Stay the fuck down," we're the old oldest team in the world, and if you're going to mess with the old boys, you better not miss. So, um, yeah, it it felt powerful to. I actually was surprised, to be completely honest. I was nervous going into this game. I was worried about the Bombers' speed and youth around the ball. Um, Gold Coast had kind of shown us up a bit, but I also knew that Geelong had deliberately underplayed its hand in the preseason because last year we overplayed it and Adelaide destroyed us. Um, And Chris Scott has changed his sort of coaching philosophy. He was interviewed about it and he said that for a while, he's been thinking about how can I mitigate our weaknesses instead of coaching to our team's strengths. So I'm just going to do that now. And yeah, look, maybe we'll lose games here and there, but I'd rather coach to try to get the best out of what we're good at than try to minimize the damage of stuff that we just don't have the ability to do. Um, and they played a fast, frantic, fiery... It was fucking beautiful, boys. Uh, i tell you what's good. Paddy Dangerfield, when he's fit, when he's not dead or getting suspended for killing a kid, um, he is a pretty good footballer. I think on a weekend where a few new faces bobbed up, um, he reminded everyone that I'm actually I'm actually pretty good still. Um, he was doing the thing that I love, which is to pick the ball up with one hand while running at full speed and then somehow get faster. One of my favorite Dangerfield moves. Um it was just great to see the cross the board. Tyson Stengel, four goals. Tommy Hawkins kicking the beautiful left to right little sliders that he does from the pocket. Um, I loved seeing Jeremy Cameron. Brent, Jer- look, Jeremy Cameron kicked two, died, has been right. cleared of internal damage though, Sean. Sorry. Shame. It's all right. More, more opportunity for him to get killed next week. So That's true. There's always next week. Is he going to play next week? Uh, he's hopeful. Yeah, he reckons he will. Big, big opportunity. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I was really happy with the way we played. Um, Parfit was unreal in the middle. Selwood played one of his better games for ages. And yeah, Tyson Stengel, we have needed a small forward who is dangerous. We haven't had one probably since Matty Stokes retired. And um, gee, Stengel looks like like he could be it, um, especially with the fact that Myers and Close, who are sort of in that other small forward role, are very different. Close is a, a tackler, but he also has been playing further up the ground and is a good like mark overhead. Um, and Myers just covers, like, he, he'll be in the back pocket and the next one is in the forward pocket. Whereas Stengel's that classic, I'm going to stand at a, at a big key forward's feet and I'm just going to feed off it and kick goals. And, ah, oh, it was it was bloody good. I I, uh, I was very, very impressed. Um, feels very good to be back at the MCG watching my team. And, um Fuck, it just feels good. It feels good because everyone was like, oh, Geelong are going to get blown up, blown off the water by this exciting new Bombers team. And um, I think we've we've flexed our muscles a little bit. And look, can that hold up against a team that actually tries? We'll find out next week. Um, but uh, I'm at the moment, my team won, and I'm feeling pretty good. Who do you play next week? We have Sydney in Sydney. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So chance Buddy. for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually, I think, the best game of this round. Sydney, was, yeah. 112, Giants, 92. Sydney got away in the last quarter. Huge game. Yeah. Sydney started well, and I thought, oh, fuck, the Giants have cooked this. And then, I don't know, they just turned it on as well. It was, like, easily the best standard of footy between both teams. Yeah. Like, I watched my game, which was the next one, and phew, a couple of rusty teams just 
kicks going out of bounds, kicks going everywhere. But in this game, love to see it. And we talked earlier. The Giants, the Giants should be pretty good this year, I think. We talked earlier about the power of love, husbands, husbands, wives and wives, but brothers yep. just as powerful. Oh, oh another yeah. great comeback. Yeah. Paddy McCartan. Yeah. He, was, he was pretty good. He did one pretty cooked thing where he gave up a goal with a shithouse kick. But other than that, he looks pretty good. I get nervous, though, every time he's flying for a mark in a pack situation. But I listened to him on the radio today, and he said he doesn't really feel nervous going out and playing anymore. He's just, I don't know. Must be in a better place. Well, He's worked hard. There was a period, though, when after one of the concussions, I think it was St. Kilda, where he couldn't go to a cafe because the noise was too much. Yeah. Like... For him to go from that and a few years later, he's now back playing footy. And there was a stat, and I don't know if it's correct or not. I could be remembering remembering incorrectly, but I'm never going to let that get in the way of me saying it. Um, so I think Paddy McCartan's last game was like Tom McCartan's first. Like, that's how long it has been since he could be. has played. <laughs> yeah. Also, Matt, who's the, who's the doggies player I'm thinking of who concussion pretty much ruined his career? Liam Pickin. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying, like, you know, when he would come back to the club, he'd be in the gym. And if someone had music on, it was just like too much for him. Yeah. He got concussed. And he's got three young kids as well. So I think that was partially yeah, the reason he, he stayed away. But yeah, he um he got a bunch of concussions during, you know, the season. And then it was a preseason game, I think, after the premiership, like 2017. He just mm-hmm. got knocked out and then was just like, they tried to bring him back really slowly, slowly. And he was like, nah, I'm done. It's just couldn't handle it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's brutal, so brutal. That's a shame. Mm. He was so good in that final series. He's excellent. There's a there's what a, a fan account on Facebook that posts a picture of Liam Pickin every day, and it's typically the the shot where he kicks it from the goal square in the grand final, and it's just the crowds losing their mind in the background. And I still follow that account because why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you? Yeah, you get it every day. Every day. It's been a shit three years. Every day. But he needed the five goals. He only kicked one, so still four away from 1,000. Bill Davis wore him oh. like a cheap suit. Jesus. Was awesome. just Was like, hey, you want to kick 1,000 goals? Never. <laughs> Not on so, my beautiful watch. Tom, is he going to kick four goals against the Cats next week? It's going to be interesting because part of me is like, I would love him to do it and do it by the first two quarters because I think if mm. Sydney have any momentum – the hoo-ha that will happen might take away from that. Yeah, Fraser Alternatively, yeah, I'd also love it if he didn't kick any. That'd be great. I'd love it to extend into round three when he plays the Bulldogs at Marvel so that we can go and get on level one and just sort of... uh, I was saying to you before recording, Tom, just like to eyeball a security guard all night, just a nervous... How nervous would you be as a security guard? Working that game. I was talking to someone about this last week, a guy who plays in the VFL, who's really fit. And I'm like, when he's lining up for goal 1000 and they'll have just a, a bunch, they'll have a whole ring of security guards on the fence. But I'm like, if this guy, this VFL guy, he's going to outrun the security guards. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to run on the field until he kicks it. It's gone through and then they'll charge to the players and then all these people will pour onto the field. There's going to be a lot of people who are quicker than those security guards. Well, it'll be it'll be a case of the guards won't protect, stop people going on the ground. They'll just get to the players. Actually, you know what it'll be too? There'll be a lot of, I imagine all the Sydney players will get around Buddy to stop yeah. people from getting to Buddy. Well, yeah, it could be, could be chaotic. 
I hope it happens in Melbourne. I just want to see it live. I don't want to see it afterwards on the news or on Twitter or whatever. I just I want to see it like whether I'm at the game or watching it on TV. I want to see it yeah, in yeah. that moment as it happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, well like, it'll I, never happen again. Totally. I I wasn't very old, but I still remember like watching Plug It. it. Like I remember watching Dude. that game and being like, "Oh, this is a big deal." Like yeah. I like I think that's the same thing. Is that I mean, like, what other forward is going to have that kind of a career no in one. the modern game? It won't happen. No one will kick 100 again in a season. I don't know. We might, we might, it might come back around. Maybe. You know, it would be great. Bont's three children will do it in the year 2047. Anyway, the next game was Brisbane. Brisbane versus my second most hated team in the history of the AFL, Port Adelaide, and we won by 11 points. Um, suck shit, Ken Hinckley. <laughs> I cannot stand that man. In fact, my hatred for Port Adelaide has grown for very obvious reasons because Michael Voss no longer works there. He's gone. So now it's just a free-for-all. Just if, throwing haymakers at Port. Hate every single player. I would legitimately, I think, give my life to see Sam Powell Pepper get done for holding the ball. I just want to see it happen. The umpiring was so shit, and I know you can, like, I don't know. I get too worked up. I've talked about this too many times on How Good's Footy. Yep. Such a stressful game. Brisbane How- played like shit. They had to come back from, I think, 24 points down. It was huge. Joey kicked four goals, three. Shit. He, was he was doing, doing awesome stupid. shit. That handball, fucking Sean. maniac. That handball. Oh, that handball. How close, to I, you, look, how close were you to leaving your house, getting on a plane, flying to Brisbane to fight him? Like, very, very Suitcase, close. Suitcases are packed. Yeah, or just, like, commandeering the plane and flying it into the ocean. Just the it's idea. Just, the idea of you never getting... Gonna, he's never going to change. Getting to Brisbane Airport and then being like, do you have anything to declare? And you just hold up two fists. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the idea of taking the flight and then just calming down by the time I land. And they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, I just don't know. I just love footy. Um. <laughs> He, he ended up kicking four. He was really good. Link McCarthy was great. Um, Lockie Neal looks like he's back in form. Um, Marcus Adams was a shining light in the back line. He was just clunking everything. There was a lot of rust. Both teams didn't play well. Port Adelaide got absolutely destroyed by injuries. It was like Robbie Gray got hurt almost from the outset, and he looked a bit shaky. Alir Alir, I think, has done like syndesmosis, I was hearing today. Ooh. So he's cooked. Robbo broke Dursma's collarbone so that he can't shoot any more arrows. It was a service to humanity, and we respect him for it. Um, Sean, he could have killed that boy. I think they're going to appeal that one-week ban, and they should, because he didn't hit him in the head. He got him in the shoulder. And if you look, Robbo Robbo doesn't move. Dursma goes in head first. I don't know. There's a bit of gray area there. I've got my Brisbane blinders on, but I don't know. I don't care. Fuck Robbo. No, no, sorry, not fuck Robbo. <laughs> fuck Port Adelaide. I'm so rattled by them. I think maybe that, that water Robbo's been swimming in's gotten to you too and you're all going like <laughs> <laughs> stew crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was good. It was good to see a response because, yeah, I think we were down by about three goals at three-quarter time and they just – the crowd was good too. Good vibe. Brought them home. Stressed me out too much. I'd like to stress less this year, but I think it's probably impossible um, what do you make of yeah. the uh, you know most people calling Brisbane this year's premiers? How do you feel that sits with you? 
they've, done, they've kind of done nothing to earn it because they finished top four for three straight years and they've won one final in that time. So it's sort of like it's not really pressure that you want. And Brisbane, I don't know if you remember back to 2019, which was the first season where they made the top four. And like they'd come from, I think, the bottom four to the top four in the space of a season. That was you get one year of goodwill where like if if your team can't win, everyone was barracking for Brisbane that year. Like, oh, that's a feel good story. Now people hate Brisbane. So I think yeah, I think they'd be happy to see them fail. But yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people been like, oh, Melbourne's the benchmark and then Brisbane's like the best next chance. And I don't know. I, I hope they can embrace the pressure because um ugh, it would just be so good to see a fucking flag. I'd be so happy. I could finally rest. I'm like Thanos. <laughs> I could just sit down yeah. on my farm, hang uh, my jumper up, and just fucking rest. I'd find balance finally. <laughs> Inner peace. It was uh, good. I look forward to the season, but it will most definitely kill me. What was the next game? Uh, North Hawthorne. Yeah, so Sunday. Sunday had, um, on paper, it looks like, eh, a little bit of a dog shit. There were there was a few good games. I thought North would have won because the Hawks were missing a lot of key players, but uh, Sammy Mitchell's first game in charge, and they won by twenty points. North also made a great decision where they were like, "What if we played three ruckmen?" Yeah, and they, they didn't won't work. do it. They won't do it again. I don't they think. won't. I don't think. And then the next game, and we don't normally talk about Adelaide on this show, so we're not going to. We're going to talk about Freo. Yeah, we'll talk about them only to say, suck shit, you fucking lost because of Go-Go Gadget Man in the goal oh. square with one of the great spoils of all time. I, I hand on heart, I would have shit myself and just like spoiled it through for a point and done that thing where you like smile and go, I've done a good job there. And everyone's like, no, you're a fucking It's idiot. a drama, you fucking... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did a great job. So Freo won by one point and um, it took a miracle spoil with like, three seconds to go but so they should have that was so inaccurate like a lot of times last year you'd rip your hair out of your back for Freo Adelaide that Rochelle guy looks good too he kicked five goals he's a um, AFL fantasy team weapon um, get him on the field don't be like Joel Dusha and leave him on the bench Stupidity. well not only leave him on the bench but also leave uh, Nick Martin who also kicked five goals on debut on the bench See, Nick Martin, I didn't expect to do that, but Rochelle, like I watched him in the preseason and I was like, yeah, this guy, he's ready to go. Put him on. So, do you want to know a fun stat? Uh, so, there are three yep. players in the history of the AFL to kick five goals on debut. Um, Nick Martin, uh, Rochelle, and last year, Riley Thilthorpe did it. They yep. have all been in the losing side. Far out. Yeah. How crazy is that? That is pretty good. I think, did uh, Martin get the Rising Star nomination? He did, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Because I, I think the other ones, one like too. Dacos was good, um, Shelley was good. I think people expect them to do that again and again, whereas Martin was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. So give it to him. Well done, Freo. Because um, uh, Freo were missing Fife and Darcy, and I think someone else, Key, was missing as well. So it's pretty good. All I know there. is that Sean Darcy was missing, and it almost threw the biggest of spanner into my fantasy team. And Jesus, Freo, I'll never trust yeah. you again after that. Fuck. Speaking of fantasy... The final game was where all the action was happening for me. So I was playing against friend of the show, Brandon from Canada, and I made the critical failure in the lead up to this game. It's his first time doing fantasy, and I gave him a bit of coaching. 
And I knew full well that I was playing him too, but I was suggesting a few players and a few strategies and that sort of thing. And then as the weekend unfolded, he was scoring very well. And then we came into the final game, Eagles versus Suns, which the Suns won by 27 points. Well, Good on him. He had Tuke Miller, and I had, I think, Hugh Dixon, who was the West Coast backup Ruckman. And I was just watching my lead dwindle and dwindle. And Tom, you'll know, so many times during the thing, I messaged you and said, I'm fucked. He's fucking got me. Fuck this game. I'm going to shut the whole league down. It's bullshit. (laughs) And I was hanging on. And then there was like five minutes to go. I was still in front, narrowly. Two minutes to go. Tuke Miller got the ball, got tackled, gave away a free kick, lost some points. And I've ended up scraping through and beating him by 10 points. Oh, feels good. Feels bloody good. Get off, just to get off to a win. (sighs) <sighs> fantasy, Tom. It's fucking stressful. It's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. I also won, but I wasn't as stressed. Um, I yeah, knew well. I'd started the round with a really good um, three for about two yeah. games because I don't have a lot of Bulldogs or Melbourne players, and the one player I did have scored three. And Douche was getting very lippy, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to come home hard. And I did. I uh, I knew. I went into that final round. I looked, and I was like, my captain hasn't played. Obviously, Took. Matty Rail hasn't played. Obviously, a Jet. When he nearly died, I was like, don't do this to me again. Yeah. Yep. He didn't. Um, but uh, yeah, good on the the, the Gold Coast. I, I have this weird thing for Gold Coast where I, I kind of love them. Like, me too. And I shouldn't because they're my rivals in Queensland. But ladder of the heart, they're very high this year. Very I want Stewie high. Jew. I don't want Clarko to coach them. I want Stewie Jew to be a success. And I reckon this is bold of me. I'm going to say Gold Coast for eighth spot on the ladder. Oof. Yeah. I'm dreaming big. You're not really surprised. Queensland me. footy. Watching the game, and then I was like, huh, Levi Casbolt plays for the Gold Coast Suns now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Very yeah. nearly didn't, yeah. but then got the jab and now does. Yeah. yeah. I was like, huh, good on you, mate. And red's not your colour, I don't think, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast were missing so many players that Gold Coast really needed to win. And they did. They took a long time to make it happen, but they pulled away. And, um, oh, Stewie Jew, good on you, mate. Just keep it's, going. Do you know, just speaking of some recruits and things, do you know who does look good in the new red is Marbia Chole. He looks oh. electric running around out yeah. there in a Gold Coast red. He's got the, the streak in his hair still. He yeah. looks he looks like he fits in. He looks like the biggest thing that happened to the Gold Coast since Warwick Kappa went up there. It's going to be big. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> exciting. Wow. Excited. He nearly took about 8,000 fucked marks. Didn't, didn't take any of them. Spilled a lot of them. But Jesus, he's going he's gonna to do it. Like it's, yep. The amount of times he got like ankle height at ear level of the player he was on top of and just kind of mi- just missed it. And you go, oh, you're yep. going to take mark of, the, mark of the year in a few minutes. Again, most exciting thing to go to the Gold Coast uh, since both Hollywood on the Gold Coast uh, and Warwick Kappa. That's a huge call by you, Tom. Now, Thomas. Yes. If people want to send us an email, where can they do it? Yeah, so um, if you want to email us to let us know how you went in the fantasy team, to complain about us not speaking about your team, um, to reassure Matt that everything's going to be okay, he's going to, his team's going to be fine, they're going to kill Carlton, so it's all right. Uh, you can send us an email at howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Orchard I'm at Carney from 55. No, I'm at Matt Smolin. And we do have a couple of emails sort of banking up, but we will get to them next week. And next week, we're going to have uh, the guru, 
Gemma Bastiani's going to be in. So if you have any Sydney Swans or Melbourne related or just questions stats. or any just any stats, anything really you want, if you email want- them in. We'll, we'll fire off some emails next week. Yeah. Do you want factual accuracy for the first time on this podcast in a long time? Next week's the week for it. And Matt, where can people find some of your professional work? Oh, just on OnlyFans. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's, uh, Balloon Tree Productions is my company. So we do film stuff, as Tom so adequately put it earlier. You're a film um, man. Yeah, so I'm a film He's man. A film man. I, I've got yeah. film in the can. So yeah, Balloon Tree Productions to find <laughs> anything we've put out there. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for jumping on board, mate. Absolute Legend. pleasure, boys, and best of luck. Go the dogs. For the seasons, yeah. <laughs>